out of the funnies, into your homes, and we hope your hearts. The Watertown Players bring you Blondie. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Matt Emerson. Raise that curtain, Matt. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, all oh, get up, how'd they get so lit up? Gosh, all oh, get up, how'd they get that size? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on, woe is me, got to put my cheaters on. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize. Where'd you get those eyes? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on, whoa, whoa is me. I got to put my cheaters on. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize. Where'd you get those eyes? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, all oh, get up, how'd they get so lit up? Gosh, all oh, get up, how'd they get that size? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on, woe is me, I got to put my cheaters on. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize, where did you get those eyes? Thank you, Matt. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, when you get to be my age, you have trouble remembering things. You can bet your bottom dollar that I struggle with things like, what did I have for lunch today? Why did I walk into this room? Where did I park my Honda Civic? And what was my fifth grade teacher's name? But the one thing I never forget is where I can find good, old-fashioned, family-friendly entertainment, and that is at the Watertown Players Theater, located at 210 South Water Street, inside the market, right here in downtown Watertown. And if you tie a piece of string around your finger, you'll never forget it either. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now it's time to visit the Bumsteads again. Tonight, we find Blondie in her kitchen, glancing towards the clock that has long since passed the dinner hour. Suddenly, Daisy the dog runs toward the door and whines. Daisy, 
Are they coming? Blondie! Dagwood Bumstead, where have you been? Out to the fairgrounds. I've been worried to death. Hello, Mommy. Here we are. Hey, Mommy, we've been at the fair. Only it isn't open, but it's well. And I saw some pigs, and we got a secret, Mommy. Now, baby, don't tell Mommy the secret yet. Well, I'll tell you something, Dagwood Bumstead. The next time you keep Baby out without any dinner till this hour... Ah, Blondie, I couldn't help it. Uh, say, wait till you see the fair. The Dithers exhibit is right on the midway this year, next to Bosco the Wild Man. That will be nice. Mr. Dithers and Bosco can take turns yelling at each other. Come eat your dinner. Well, uh, I'm not very hungry. Well, then Baby and I will have to eat alone. I'm not hungry too, Mommy. Did you two have something to eat at the fairgrounds, Dagwood? Yeah, a couple of grease joints were open and... Grease joints? That's what the carnival men call the hamburger stand. Grease joints? No wonder you have no appetite. Now what am I going to do with all this dinner? Minnie would like it, Mommy. We could save it for Minnie. Who's Minnie? A little girl you met? Minnie was one of the pigs. She was the best one. Dagwood, where did Baby meet pigs? I don't know, Blondie. I was pretty busy, and Baby went around making friends all over the grounds. Nice friends? Pigs. Minnie is nice, Mommy. She's clean as anything and very healthy. I guess Minnie was in the stock barn. They have a fat pig show. Uh, tell Mommy about the sword swallower, Baby. Did you see him swallow a sword, Baby? No. But he ate some needles for me. A sword swallower eating needles. Maybe he was on a diet. He's going to eat some electric light bulbs at his regular show, too. Uh, why don't you tell Mommy about the Ferris wheel and merry-go-round and the monkeys that ride bicycles, baby? Yeah, the monkeys eat bananas, but Minnie eats the most. She eats corn. Minnie seems to have made a big impression. Could we buy Minnie, Daddy? Buy a pig? Oh, gosh, baby. I don't know where we'd keep her. No, baby. And a pig like that might win a prize and be awful expensive, too. Well, I'm going to win some money, and then we could buy Minnie. How are you going to win some money, baby? Well, that's our secret, but I guess we'd better tell you now. See, I met this Mr. McWhirl. He admired baby, so I took a chance. In a raffle? No, no, Blondie, this is better. Practically a sure thing. That's what you said when Mr. Fuddle had that punch board. You took 24 punches and got nothing. And Mr. Fuddle took the last punch and won himself. Yeah, but this is different. Fuddle isn't showing me where to punch. Well, for goodness sake, what is this thing you got into? I'm going to be in a parade, Mommy, with lots of other kids. But I'll be the best and win the hundred dollars. Dagwood, you don't mean the baby contest. Oh, uh, did you know about it? Every mother in town knows about it. I put baby's name in last week. You didn't pay the man five dollars, did you? Why, yes, I did. Why, did you? Gosh, uh, yeah. Now baby's entered twice. Well, never mind. We can get one of the entry fees back. No. Maybe we'd better not make a fuss about it. 
might antagonize Mr. McWordle. He's one of the judges, too. But there's no sense in paying twice, Dagwood. I don't know. Uh, maybe this way, Baby will have twice as much chance of winning. If those judges are fair, he'll win anyway. The prize is for the child who looks most like the spirit of Little America. Little America? Maybe we could dress Baby like an Eskimo. No, Dagwood. Little America is just the title he wins. It means that he's the most typical American boy or something. Well, he'll need a pretty fancy costume to go in against all those other kids. That's what Mrs. Grevy, the dressmaker, says. I saw her today on the way home. Did she try to sell you one? Well, yeah. She had just one left over. We don't want any costume for baby Dagwood. If I dress him neat and clean in his best suit, he'll look more like a real American boy than any of them. Won't you, baby? Baby? Gosh, he's asleep. No, I'm not. But I feel awful funny. Do you feel sick, dear? I guess I'm just tired or something. He's all tired out from the excitement today. I'll put him to bed and then press out his new suit for tomorrow. I still think he ought to have something special to wear. The judges will see about 300 kids and then get tired of looking. And unless Baby makes a flash... No, Dagwood. Baby will stand out in any crowd just as himself. Come, Baby. Mommy will carry you. Sleepy Mommy. Well, I guess Miss Grevy will be pretty disappointed in us. See, she was saving that suit. Go ahead, Blondie. I'll bring the shoes. You'd better see Miss Grevy when she comes, Blondie. Is she coming here? Yeah, I... I told her she could bring the suit round and show you. Well, it won't do her a bit of good. See who that is, Dagwood. I guess it's Miss Grevy. I don't want to see her. Here, I'll take Baby up to bed and you talk to her, Blondie. You call me when she's gone. Yes, just a minute. Oh, hello, Miss Grevy. Is that you, Mrs. Bumstead? My, you lost weight, didn't you? I'd never in this world have known you. Oh, I haven't lost that much, Miss Grevy. Come in, won't you? Well, just for a minute. My goodness, such a time I've had. Just everybody wanting costumes and all at the last minute. Really? Oh, I do hope the prize goes to a Grevy costume. I thought it was the child who won the prize. Oh, my, no. Everyone's trying to outdo everyone else. And a kitty in ordinary clothes won't be anywhere. I'm sorry to hear that. Not anywhere, my dear. Why, just take, for instance, little Hercules Pobolus. He's going to be Uncle Sam. In cellophane. Cellophane? With reinforced seams. And baby Ermtrude Upham. Lovely, my dear. Simply divine. She's the spirit of the American beauty rose in chiffon velvet. With her mother's diamond dog collar for a dewdrop in the center. Sweet. Goodness. And novelty numbers galore. You know Herman Schultz. The plumber? Yes. His boy is going to be dressed all in oilcloth. He represents the spirit of two baths in every American home. Well, I... Schultz got off very cheaply. Eleven dollars complete. 
and a new elbow under my sink. What's little Alvin Fuddle wearing? Oh, he's one of the Rogers. Who are the Rogers? Uh, they're something oriental, in baggy pants and a turban. Oh, an East Indian Rajah. Oh, but just wait until you see what I have for baby dumpling. This is the cutest thing. Look! Is, is that a sailor suit? Of course, my dear. See? Blue satin with puffed sleeves. And a big, big collar to make it saucy. That's real lace on the collar, of course. And such a time I had putting on those rhinestone anchors on the pockets. Well, I'm awfully sorry, Miss Grevy, but I don't think Baby Dumpling would want to wear that. Of course he would. He'd love it. Why, this suit was made for Willie Snipe, the mayor's son. Why isn't Willie going to wear it then? Why, haven't you heard? Willie can't be in the parade. He has measles. Measles? Isn't that a pity, after all my work, fitting this on him day after day? You mean that suit has been worn by a boy with measles? Why, just for the fittings. Miss Grevy, don't you know measles are catching? Oh, my. Well. Wrap that suit up as quick as you can and take it straight out of this house. Goodness me. Do you catch measles from clothes? I don't know, and I don't want to find out. Please hurry. Baby Dumpling isn't feeling well as it is, and... Maybe he already has measles. What? They're going around, you know. Lots of cases, I hear. So if he already got them, don't blame me. Oh dear, that's Mr. Fuddle. Dagwood! Yeah, I heard him. Hello, Miss Grevy. Goodbye. Eh? I said goodbye. Oh? Hello, Dagwood. Goodbye. Eh? Goodbye, Miss Grevy. Hello, Blondie. Goodbye. Hello, Mr. Fuddle. Goodbye, Blondie. Uh, hello. Uh, say, what's going on here? Miss Grevy's just leaving. Oh. Hello, Mr. Fuddle. Uh, goodbye. Say, how many of us are left? <laughs> There'll be one less in a minute. Now, don't worry too much, Mrs. Bumstead. At worst, he'll only be sick about uh, three weeks. Well, goodbye. Who's sick? We don't know yet. Uh, I mean... Oh, Dagwood, how was Baby when you left him? Kinda restless. I'll run up and see him. Excuse me, Mr. Fuddle. As the convict said to the governor, Pardon me. <laughs> Fuddle, not so loud. Baby seems to have a fever and... Now, Bumstead, take it easy. What's a little fever? Maybe it's a sign of something. I guess I'd better get a doctor. Nonsense. Let me look at him. No, Fuddle. You aren't any doctor. I can outsmart any doctor. Look. Well, look what happened the last time Hazel had a doctor for me. He rushed me off to the hospital and took out my tonsils. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Oh, I had him fooled. It was appendicitis. <laughs> I don't feel like clowning, Fuddle. Gosh, now Baby may have to stay in bed and miss the baby contest. Well, just as a friend, Bumstead, he won't miss a thing. You know who's going to win that contest, don't you? Who? My little Alvin's going to win it. What makes you think so? I know. Listen. 
It's in the bag. In the first place, there's Alvin himself, his father's own son, all dressed up as an oriental potentate and riding in a howdah. In a what? In a howdah. That's a house on an elephant's back. How do you like that? <laughs> you mean he'll be on an elephant? He certainly will. So will I. Where are you going to get an elephant? From my old friend, McWordle. McWordle? You... you know him? Like a brother. I've loaned him money in the past. Gosh, and he's judge of the contest too, isn't he? That's just the point, Bumstead. My old friend McWordle is a judge. A keen judge of beautiful childhood. He is also little Alvin's godfather. Godfather? So you see, the other kids are wasting time and money. My advice to you is to keep Baby Dumpling safe in bed. If he gets up for that parade, he'll only be going from bed to worse. <laughs> Dagwood, hasn't Mr. Fuddle gone yet? Just going, Blondie, just going. I'll buzz along and let you be. <laughs> so long, Bumstead. I thought he'd never go. Listen, Blondie. You know what Fuddle's going to do? Dagwood, I'm so worried about Baby. Yeah, an elephant is tough competition. Just the same, Baby looks pretty good in that sailor suit and... What? Has Baby had that suit on? Sure, down at Miss Grievy's today. Dagwood Bumstead, do you know that suit has been worn by a boy with measles? Measles? Who? When? No wonder Baby is feverish. He is? Oh gosh, measles! Has he got them? Now don't get excited. Are they serious? Hey, let's phone the doctor quick. His own father, letting that innocent child run around all alone meeting pigs and, and needle eaters and wearing measles suits. Hello? Hello? Well, listen, Blondie, I... Hey, where are you, Blondie? I'm going back to baby. Well... Hey, give me some service here. Listen, Blondie. Wait. Hey, Blondie! This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. You know, folks, when you get to be my age, you can have trouble remembering things. You can bet your bottom dollar that I struggle with things like Wait a minute. I can't remember. I think I already read this one. <clears throat> oh, uh, here we go. Don't worry, Blondie. I'll just edit that out. You know, folks, here at the Watertown Players, there is nothing that gives us more pleasure than producing fine entertainment for the masses. Nowadays, the masses look a little different. We can't see you, and you can't see us live and in person. But we can certainly continue to be a part of your lives each and every Saturday. Please keep tuning into Facebook and YouTube so that you can keep up with each and every single episode of Blondie. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, the small clock in Baby Dumpling's bedroom has ticked away a good many of the dark hours. Blondie and Dagwood sit hand in hand, 
listening to baby's breathing, watching the tousled head on its pillow. Dagwood? Yeah? Were you asleep? No. Oh, no. I'm wide awake. You can hardly hold your head up. You might as well go to bed, dear. No, no. Baby might need me. He's asleep again. My, he looks little, doesn't he? Yeah. If you ask me, I think that doctor should have come right over and not wait till the morning. Well, he said we could call if Baby got any worse. If he gets any worse, I'll go get that doctor myself. I wish I could touch his face to see if it's still so hot, but I don't want to wake him. Nearly one o'clock. Yeah. Look, he's saying something in his sleep. Mary, go round. Place two. He's dreaming about the fair. He won't get to see it now. It's all my fault, too. Shh, dear. I didn't mean to be so cross with you. I deserved it. Minnie. Come on, Minnie. I don't know what he saw in that pig, Minnie. Mommy. Yes, baby. Mommy's here. Daddy's here, too, baby. Where is Minnie? Minnie's asleep right now. You go back to sleep, too, baby, and get all well. And then maybe someday you'll see Minnie again. Tomorrow. I'll go to the fair tomorrow. Maybe. But you're a pretty sick little boy. And you've got to keep warm and rest and get well. And then, even if you miss the fair this year, why, it will come back again someday. And next time we'll be there. Will Minnie be there too? If she isn't, We'll find out where she lives and go visit her. Okay, Daddy. I wonder how much a pig like Minnie would cost. Now, Dagwood, if we bought Minnie, we'd all have to move to a farm. Baby will get over wanting Minnie sooner or later, just like he'll get over the measles. Mommy. He's awake. Mommy, what are measles? Oh, just something a little boy can catch. Don't worry about it, baby. Do you get them from something you eat? Why, no, dear. What makes you ask that, baby? If I tell you, will you be cross? No, baby. Of course not. Why, baby? Well, I don't think I've got measles then. Because, well, what was wrong with me was those hot dogs. What? Hot dogs? Dagwood, did you... No! Did you have some hot dogs, baby? Uh-huh. And the first two were okay. But the next one made me thirsty. So I had some ice cream. How much? I don't know. But there was some daddy gave me. And some I bought. And then the man who owned Minnie gave me some. Oh, on top of three hot dogs? But it was the strawberry soda that made me feel kind of funny. Dagwood, maybe it isn't the measles at all. It was more of a tummy ache while it lasted. No wonder he had a temperature. Let me feel your head. Yes, it's cooler. You, you feel better now, baby? Sure, Daddy. I'm fine now. But you look sick, Daddy. 
Me? I never felt better in my life. Now who's ringing our bell at one in the morning? Maybe the Fuddles. There's still a light over there. Look. It's not his ring, but, well, I'll go see. Hey, now Baby can go in the contest. I'll show Fuddle it takes more than an elephant to lick Baby Dumpling. Go see who it is, Dagwood. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Hello, Fuddle. Hey, what's the matter with you? Say, what are all those cars out in front of your house? Doctors. Doctors? I thought you didn't believe in them. Hey, who's sick? It's my little Alvin. It's... it's Maisel's bumstead. Oh, uh, maybe not. We thought Baby had them too, but he hasn't. Don't try to kid me out of it. You can't fool a doctor and all three of them say the same thing. Measles. Gosh, I'm sorry. I... I know how you feel. Uh, we've just gone through it. Could one of the nurses sleep over here? Nurses? Certainly nurses. You don't think I'm going to let little Alvin go without care night and day, do you? It's all right, Dagwood. Baby's asleep again. Uh, why, Mr. Fuddle, what? Alvin's got the measles, and he really has, too, Blondie. Three doctors and two nurses. Oh, my goodness. Can I do anything to help? Poor Hazel. I'll run right over. Oh, what a shame. Just before the contest, too. Yeah. Too bad about that contest, Fuddle. And you with an elephant on your hands. Pride goeth before a fall, Bumstead. That elephant was aiming too high. But listen, Bumstead, I want the prize to stay in our own neighborhood. From now on, I'm behind Baby Dumpling. You mean it? There's my hand, Bumstead. I'll go to my friend McWhirtle. I'll tell him that Baby is my candidate now. You'll see the result. I gotta hurry back to Alvin, but don't forget, meet me near the judges' stand tomorrow, just before the parade. Here we are, Dagwood. Isn't it exciting? Look at all the people. Mommy! That's where Minnie is, in that barn. Come on, baby. You can look at the animals later. Goodness, Dagwood, what's the hurry? This is where the parade starts. I know, but I promised to meet Fuddle near the judges' stand. It doesn't sound honest to me, Dagwood, talking to the judges about baby. I'm not going to say a word. Just let him look at baby before the event. Gosh, I still wish baby had a costume. I don't. Baby looks fine in his nice, clean suit. Hey, I see Fuddle over there. Hurry up, Baby. Daisy won't go any faster, Daddy. Well, look, Baby, you follow Daddy as fast as you can. Don't lose sight of me now. See you later, Blondie. Already, already, see Ciola, the seal girl. Hey, Fuddle. Hi. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I'm hurrying. Oh, excuse me. Uh, hi, Fuddle. Hello, Bumstead. Where's our entry? Oh, uh, Baby Dumpling will be here in a minute. He's right behind me. A little late. Like his daddy before him. A chip off the old blockhead. <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling better, Fuddle. Uh, 
where's Mr. McWordle? Mac will be here any minute now, and when he comes, let me do the talking. Mac and I understand each other. Yeah, well, look, Fuddle, maybe we'd better not wait for him. A lot of kids are already in line. Now don't be nervous, Bumstead. What are friends for if you don't use them? Well, Mr. McWordle isn't my friend, and... Any friend of mine is a friend of Mac. You'll see. Well, I don't want him to think that I would ask him to give the prize to Baby, unless he honestly thought he was the best choice. Listen, somebody's got to win, haven't they? Why should Mac give it to a stranger? All we're doing is helping him make up his mind. I'd feel pretty silly if he turned you down. Mac? Turn me down? After all we've been through together in the old days? Don't be silly. Well, let's just introduce him to Baby Dumpling and let it go at that. Let me handle it, Bumstead. I'll have him eating out of my hand. Well, here he comes. Well, pretend you don't notice him just at first. I'll butter him up a little to get him in the right mood. Uh, yes, sir, Dag. When you meet McWordle, you're going to meet a real showman. A finer fella never trod the earth. And what a pal. True blue. Oh, hello, Mac. Say, Mac, old scout, shake hands with my friend Dag. Yeah, sure. I met Mr. McWordle the other day when I paid him baby's entry fee. You should have seen me first. Mac wouldn't take money from a friend of mine, would you, Mac? No friend of yours ever had money very long. Not if you knew he had it, Fuddle. <laughs> Same old Mac. Always kidding. Speaking of money, that elephant will be cash on the line, Fuddle. Elephant? Oh, yes. Well, thanks just the same, Mac, old boy, but I won't be needing the elephant after all. How do you mean you won't need him? I turned down three offers to rent that bull. Tough luck, Mac, old boy. Very tough. But you didn't expect me to pay for something I couldn't use. I wouldn't, eh? Well, listen. I lost business on account of you, and that elephant never stops eating. I want dough. From me? Think of the old days, Mac. Oh, I often do. I remember Kokomo in 1928. You borrowed ten bucks you forgot to remember. And the good old days in Des Moines. Especially the good old day when you walked out in my best pair of pants to keep a date. The date must have been with a hock shop because I never saw the pants again. Now you try to stick me on elephant hire. Let's go, Fuddle. Just a minute, Dag. I'm afraid Mac here has changed. He thinks more of an old pair of pants than he does of a lifelong friendship. Yeah, anyway, I don't think he's going to do us any favors. Let's go. Wait, Dag. Mac here isn't as rough as he seems. Under that watch chain of brass beats a heart of gold. Let him look at your tiny tot, Bumstead. No, I don't think we'd better. Take my advice, Bumstead. Mac's heart will soften toward the little man. No, let's go, Fuddle. Wait a minute. Are you backing some kid in the contest, Fuddle? Well, as a matter of fact... Because if you are, don't let me see him. I want to play fair, and if I knew which one you were for, that's the one I'd be against. Now listen, McWordle. I haven't got time. The parade starts in a minute. So long, mister. I'm sorry I met you in bad company. Gosh, I'm glad Baby didn't catch up with us in time for your old pal to see him. Hey, where did Baby go? He ought to be here by now. Maybe he's with Blondie again. Well, where's Blondie then? I don't see her where I left her. 
Hey, Blondie! The parade is starting. Baby! Hey, baby! Where are you? They are at the end of the line. Blondie, what happened to Baby? He's all dirty. He's been over in that pig barn. Look at Daddy. Minnie won a blue ribbon, and the man let me keep it for good luck. You'll certainly need it, too. I've got a good mind not to let him go in the parade at all. I'm so ashamed. Look, his hair is all must. And his stockings are down. Can I help, Blondie? It's hopeless, Dagwood. He just looks awful. Oh, let him go, Blondie. Run, baby. Catch up to the others. Come on, Daisy. Hurry up, Daisy. We're in a parade. Oh, there he goes, up past the judges' stand. Gosh, he certainly looks tough. In among those fancy clothes. But he walks better than any of them. He doesn't seem to mind being dirty. Oh, Dagwood, he is cute. He's dragging poor Daisy. Daisy looks bored. Oh, if those judges could only see under the dirt in the torn blouse. If they only knew how nice he really was. Look, the judges are talking about him now. Gosh, I wish I could hear what they're saying. Mr. McWordle, do you see what I see? The boy and his dog? Yeah, er, uh, kind of mussed up. Some poor kid, I guess. If you ask me, he's a relief after all those Uncle Sams and Queens of the May. He's real anyway, and what a smile. Exactly. After all, it isn't clothes we are supposed to be judging, but children. He's a real American boy if I ever saw one. What's his number? Number 19. Let's talk to the other judges. What's the delay? Baby was last. Let's go up there and get Baby. Your kind attention, ladies and gentlemen. After careful consideration, the judges have unanimously agreed that the most typical American child in the contest was number 19, Baby Dumpling Bumstead. Dagwood! Gosh, he won! Hey, Mommy, I won! Hey, Daddy, I was the best! Oh, you darling! Oh, boy, you've made your daddy awfully proud, baby. Now we'll have fun. Merry-go-round, Ferris wheel, shows. What do you want to see first, baby? I want to see Minnie and tell her I won a prize, too. And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled Le Chat. Hm, sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Minnie and the Measles, featured the voice talents of Linda Ewart as Miss Greavy, Matt Emerson as Fuddle, Carl Zarling as the Carnival Barker and Mac, Pauline Suko as Lady J, Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, 
And of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater group for over 30 years. Remember to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you don't miss any exciting news on the entertainment front. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text Blondie to 44321. That's Blondie, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you and good night.